Hello, good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Foodie, Amanda Plevel, and you are listening to another episode of Bring It to the Table. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about anger and how it relates to anxiety and how it relates to what I particularly deal with, with um, inflammatory disease and autoimmunity. So yes, it all does tie in together. It's all ingredients of each other. Yesterday's podcast, we were talking about anxiety. And we're going to get into a lot more about it, about anxiety issues. Lots and lots of people are feeling anxiety, um, especially with our current climate and um, just vague fears that are happening in our regular daily lives that we seem seemingly have no control over. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit about ang- or about anger, and you're going to see how that fits in with feelings of anxiety. Remember in our in our previous podcast on the anxiety technique about eight levels deep. Um, anxiety I had mentioned is the feeling the disparage between where you are and where you want to be um, or where you you know what you believe and what actually is so it's always that that discrepancy right in the middle Um, and so let's let's kind of segue into anger here and then we'll round about back to that so anger is such an interesting emotion and it definitely is a a a love-hate emotion um, it feels good to feel angry. It feels good to, you know, when you when you do feel that emotion, it feels good to just let it out and, you know, deal with the consequences that come from spewing that anger later. But what I find is the more damaging side of anger is so many people, you know, like, like when I was growing up learning that anger is just not a good emotion. That is not an emotion of a good person. That is not what you should feel. You should not act out your anger. And I sort of learned to stuff it as I, as I know plenty of other people, including, you know, my current clients that we've kind of learned to neglect or gloss over those feelings of anger and really try to just expand, especially people that, you know, are trying to be very positive people. We kind of neglect those, those emotions that are seen more negatively. And anger is one of those that is definitely seen more on the negative side of things as if it's bad to feel angry. Now, we were given all of our emotions as tools to help us. So I don't think that anger is a negative emotion. I don't think there exists such a thing as that. Um, Anger is there to help us to um, deal with situations that we don't know how to emotionally handle or deal with situations that our ego jumps in and gets involved in. It teaches us how to have a more sympathetic and compassionate spirit. It teaches us... um, the things that we do get ego involved with it teaches us the 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 balance and the injustices and the things that we want to change in our life so without anger um, we wouldn't be able to excel and accelerate the way that we do also the most damaging part of anger that i see is um, one the belief that we think anger is bad and that that shouldn't be a part of us and so we are essentially cutting off and shunning a whole piece of our being Um, and we can't wrap that all up and love the whole of us if we are assuming that certain parts of us are bad Um, and then stuffing that emotion you know obviously every emotion wants to be acknowledged and anger is no different and it wants to be um, acknowledged as well no I'm not saying anger should be 
something that we just flippantly spew on other people you know we feel anger and so we we react and we punch things and and spew that anger on on others and hurt them that just increases the damage that is done however to to acknowledge and to feel the anger that we feel um, is an important part and the the big reason behind that is because denying our anger is essentially denying our personal power um, we tend to go into anger because we don't want the more vulnerable states of sadness or hurt or grief and so typically people that respond with anger are really just in a state of of hurt or or disrepair and so we have to understand that when we're dealing with ourselves and, and have some compassion and when we're dealing with other people but that big aspect of um, the fact that we are when we are not allowing ourselves to feel anger we are denying our personal power um, and I think that's an important one because we don't have to use our strength and our and standing in our personal power and standing up for what's right for us we don't have to use it in an in an evil and in an aggressive way and we certainly don't have to be judgmental and condescending and put um, an, another person down as if they're our opponent um, in fact a, a lot of times dealing with your own personal anger is probably best dealt with in a you know in a setting all on your own or with a trusted friend where you're not taking the anger out on them but you're you're allowing yourself to kind of digest and metabolize the emotion of anger and so you're by talking about it to yourself or writing it down or talking with somebody who will who's willing to listen um, you're you're essentially kind of digesting that emotion you're digesting the circumstance you're you're you know kind of masticating it around in your being until it's ready to kind of break down and and um, and and become smaller pieces so that we can deal with each piece individually and so I just started relating that to uh, for you in in the digestive context because it relates so heavily to digestion and the work that I do with inflammatory and autoimmune illness and um, oftentimes in these illnesses we will see a common correlation of a feeling of victimization or feelings um, like betrayal or anger that have not been resolved yet because it it is very disempowering and it does take away a person's personal power and so the emotion does not get digested it does not get processed through the body and it kind of stagnates um, emotionally energetically in the body um, when on a, on a biological mechanics um, route what ends up happening is when we are in that state of anger we are activating the sympathetic nervous system now you've got two two parallel nervous systems here the parasympathetic and the sympathetic the sympathetic is our fight or flight and when you're feeling angry yes that's your body deciding if it needs to stand up and protect itself if it needs to stand up for itself and fight for what it's what its beliefs are and so if we are in that state a lot and that's become kind of our norm or we're denying that anger the injustice and that feeling of betrayal doesn't go away it keeps us on high alert and high regard for watching for the next time that that situation is going to come up or the next time that person is going to betray us or the next time we're going to feel angry about somebody about something so it's it's constantly on our periphery and then we live in this state of sympathetic. When we live in that state of sympathetic dominance, you are um, 
elevating the stress hormones that are there on purpose. It's not a bad thing. You know, if you if you are in your car and you're driving, you're coming to an intersection and you see that a, um, a car is, is coming and, and almost T-bones you, those hormones act up very quickly so that you can react very quickly and get yourself out of that situation if need be. But that's not a state that we should stay in all the time. 80% of our lives, we should be living and moving and breathing from the parasympathetic state. Now that parasympathetic state is the rest and digest. And that's where our body is in a natural innate healing state. If you are in the sympathetic state, your body essentially shuts down services to the other parts of your body and it focuses only on the survival. And so in the parasympathetic state, you are, you are auctioning um, oxygen and blood supply and nutrient supply to all of those rest, digest, and healing places in the body. This is the prime opportunity to eat and nourish the body in a state of calm and in a state of natural healing. And this is when your body can digest nutrients. Now, if, you have, if you're putting it together uh, to this point, Many of the people that I'm dealing with with inflammatory illness and autoimmune have now come to that place where they are highly sensitive to chemicals or to foods. They have a lot of food sensitivities or, or allergies. They have maybe some leaky gut. What happens is those cortisol states um, stay so high and your inflammatory states elevate as well in order for protection. Basically all of the survival instincts elevate in protection and all of those corresponding hormones will elevate. Your ability to digest food weakens, but yet we eat anyway because we'll eat because we're stressed, we're angry and we need comfort, but we're not in the optimal state of digesting those nutrients. So this is where those connections in the gut can stretch and open and become bigger. We can end up with with those leaky gut symptoms, then we can end up with those food allergy symptoms because we did not have proper digestive properties and now they have gotten into the bloodstream where the body is now fighting against them. This is why we are seeing so much prevalence with um, autoimmune and inflammatory conditions and pain right now with all the people talking about anxiety and depression and even the anger and the lack of empathy that we're seeing amongst people it all correlates together. There is not a, an emotion that cannot affect your physical body. And so we are seeing a lot of this, of, of the anxiety um, and, and the depression. But it all starts with learning to accept and love and acknowledge and be aware of the, the emotions and the feelings, not being ruled by them, but allowing them to be the toolkit that they were meant to be for your body. It does no good to push off any feeling, but especially those feelings of anger, because we we do want to acknowledge and be responsible for our personal power and not allow ourselves to be in a victimized state. But we can do that very compassionately, very lovingly to ourselves, to our world and to others um, in the engagement, in the interaction with us. Um, to deny anything of us is a very unloving thing to do. And, and there again, coming full circle, we have created that disparage between, which causes anxiety. You don't want to be angry, but you do feel anger. And so there's this feeling of anxiety. You want to trust, but you're on edge all the time. And so there's this feeling of anxiety. You are feeling angry, but yet you're, you're letting it continue to happen. And so then we've got this disparage again of anxiety. And so there are 
Um, definitely things that you can do to calm, and we'll talk more about those in podcasts. You can certainly go to drfoodie.live and look up, um, just put in the search bar what you're looking for. Look up parasympathetic calming. You, you'll find some exercises there. Um, look up anger, look up emotion, look up concept work. I have tons of stuff about concept work, um, and it's all an online toolkit for you to use. So definitely go and, and utilize, access that, that resource kit that I'm updating all the time for you. In the meantime, love yourself and all the parts of it. Love the emotions that you're feeling. Use them safely. Acknowledge them. Um, I had heard a phrase earlier today. Oh, and it was just, it just hit me. If you can see it, you don't have to be it. I believe that was said by Alex Howard, who um, I believe is a psychologist or psychiatrist. He's got a lot of theory on, um, on anxiety states and chronic fatigue syndrome. So, um, if you can see it, you don't have to be it. Basically, the awareness of how you typically respond, looking for those patterns, you know, what happens that I typically respond with anger? And then you can examine that. Oh, yep, this is my, this is my pattern. Um, what happened? Does, does, is this the pattern that I want to continue with? Once you're aware of it, you can decide and get into new habits to change that. So thank you for joining me. I'm, I'm happy to always sit with you and bring new things to the table. If you have suggestions, there's a message link below that you can certainly do in the description. If you have thought this, this was helpful and somebody else can use it, certainly go ahead and share it. Um, support the podcast. It's not supporting me or supporting the podcast. It's supporting the people that need the podcast. So thank you for your love and compassion that way. We will see you next time on Dr. Foodie. Bring it to the table. Thank you.